that's it we don't want to get sued (laughs) but welcome welcome to (laughs) welcome to the jurassic park episode we are in full summer mode we are realizing that we probably should have done independence day this week given that that's the theme of the week but we didn't we you know we took summer blockbuster to a different um to a different place and we're not complaining so (laughs) welcome welcome back to the vhs club i'm katie (laughs) this is nat and we are here talking about jurassic park today Okay, so we'll do Independence Day next year. Let's bank that one. Yeah, we'll bank it. We'll bank it. And speaking (laughs) of which, if you have been following along with us, and even if you have not, we have a shiny new movie list, the must-watch list, the epic, endless must-watch list. It doesn't even have all of the movies on it that are possible, but it has a lot of them. First draft. <laughs> yeah, first draft. Um, so it is the link to that is in the description on YouTube. If you're listening later on your favorite podcast player, it's also in the link to the description in the show notes. Uh, but it has our list. It has links over to the episodes if we've already done them and our potato rating of those movies. <laughs> and then uh, it also has a form. So so you can add your movies in and why you love them and whether or not it's your favorite movie. We want to know. So we will we will keep that updated. But and as we figure out more ways to make that cool or suggestions from you, we'll we'll keep at it. <laughs> but this is our first round. This is our first round of the movie list. So you're right. We'll add that to the end. That's on the list. But it's not until next year at this point. We've missed it. It's over. <laughs> so belated happy Canada Day and happy July 4th to our listeners. Belated Because uh, we just celebrated week. those. Yes, <laughs> yes. Belated summer holiday week. I hope everyone had an awesome yes. and safe holiday week. Holiday week. It was low-key yeah. here, which yeah, makes it No makes fireworks it in Canada, that's for sure. <laughs> we, had, we, um, we had a very small amount of backyard fireworks, mostly just because it's been raining for what feels like 17 years. So everything was very wet. So we felt pretty safe about setting off some sparklers and some low, some low key things. Oh, we have, we have, uh, we should say hello to the live studio audience. If you're listening to this later, you could be in the live studio audience, but you've missed it. <laughs> but don't worry. Next time, next time on Thursday, most Thursdays, sometimes or Wednesdays. Wednesdays or Fridays, <laughs> you can find us at 9 p.m. Eastern on YouTube. And we have uh, Doc hanging out. We have Paul and we have Caleb hanging out, and this is, I know for a fact, Caleb's favorite movie. And Caleb has, like, the best possible Jurassic Park shirt that's, like, a Hawaiian print shirt. So it's, like, sort of deceiving. You're like, wow, badass shirt. And then you get closer, and you're like, badass 
last Jurassic Park shirt. It's got like <laughs> it's got just like all of the little amazing nods in this movie. So um I'm jealous, Caleb. I'm I'm gonna need to get <laughs> I'm gonna need to get that shirt. Maybe also for Nat, maybe for Yes, everyone. definitely. Oh. We need shirts. Yeah, we need um Hawaiian shirts. So, so welcome. That's a lot tell- of banter. <laughs> I wanted to tell you guys about the first time that Katie and I saw this movie. Mm. We went to the theaters. Her dad took us and one of our neighbors, Andrea, who was a couple years younger than us, to go Mm -hmm. see this movie. Um, I think namely because he probably wanted to see it and it was just something to occupy us during the summer. So we went to go see the movie. And I remember at one point being like, this is really scary for us. Like, (laughs) are we old enough to be watching this movie? Uh, It's actually pretty scary. And then I remember your dad had to take Andrea out of the theater because she was too scared to actually watch it. So he missed most of the movie. Mm. But your dad was awesome because he let us finish watching it. (laughs) See, it's so funny. Um, I'm old enough that I don't remember anything about that story. So I'm going to call like (laughs) shenanigans on it. Maybe it's a lie. Who knows? You may not know, Natalie. I'm sure it's probably true. It's a core memory because I'm like, oh no, like this is really scary. Are we old enough to be here? And then I'm like, (laughs) well, Andrea isn't. (laughs) Are we going to miss the end of the movie? I'm like, now I'm terrified and I'm in because my adrenaline is high. (laughs) You know what's really funny about it? And maybe it's just like rewatching it now. So, um, full disclosure, I watched Wayne's World rather than rewatching this movie. No regrets. No No regrets. Wayne's World's on the list. Um, but I did rewatch this one really recently, which is why why I watched Wayne's World instead. And I let my I offered it up as like a fun family movie for both my kids, yeah, um, who are eleven and eight. And my eleven year old would not watch it because it was quote unquote too scary. But my eight year old was like all in. So so, so we we rewatched it with her. So sweet. And I preface I prefaced it by saying this movie can potentially be scary but i want you to know that none of the dinosaurs are real and the kids don't die and she was like <laughs> okay she was in like she that she's was all fearless, though. she's like yeah that's fine <laughs> she was like that's fine and and weirdly like that was enough that, that that that's all she needed and like i don't she maybe was like on the verge of being scary but she really enjoyed it and we got all the way through it and it yeah I mean, granted, like, obviously, it's not scary now. It hits different in the theaters. (laughs) It hits different, obviously, like, in the 90s, the first time. Like, you don't know who's going to live or die. But what I thought was really interesting in reading through some of the fun facts of this movie, of which there are many. (laughs) um, But one of them is that, so, as I'm sure everyone knows, I'm sure everyone watching or listening has has seen this movie i would hope if not or uh, close, any of close the this franchise, they're basically all the same it's just the same yeah. stupid mistake happens yeah. every time spoilers <laughs> go, go somewhere else because we're gonna give spoilers but um but what's cool about this movie is that it's obviously it's directed by steven spielberg it could have been a number of other directors fun fact mm-hmm. uh but it ended up being spielberg and he had just come off of like huge success with jaws and you know a few other just like epic movies but like Jaws, the where in that movie the shark actually only appears in like some very tiny fraction of the movie. Like it's all of the suspense around the fear of Jaws of of the shark that was what makes it scary. Similar in this movie. So this movie has like all of these what I would imagine were just insanely expensive CGI and animatronics and robotics to make all of yeah. these ro- all of these dinosaurs come this to is- life. 
This is kind of the dawning of CGI. The dawning of CGI, yeah. Yeah. But the dinosaurs themselves are only in the movie for 15 minutes. A a total of 15 minutes of dinosaur footage, friends. And yet it manages to be like the dinosaur movie that made everyone want to be a paleontologist and everyone want to like know everything, everything about it. Like The T-Rex had a whole safety team because every time she got wet, there was problems. And it's like, but the T-Rex is in a pouring rain scene for most, well, for its biggest part in the movie. Yeah. So, um, oh my goodness. Well, some amazing comments. Let's, let's pull some of these in. Cause it's, it's awesome. Um, yes. So Caleb says, I need to make these bigger, but uh, Caleb says it was a really suspenseful movie, which I feel like translates to scary for young kids. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I of think course. it yeah, really yeah, did yeah. an amazing job of building suspense and maybe it was just being with us that it made it less, less scary. Um, yeah, you know, to, to Katie do all of was that, not so. scared watching this when she was a kid. We weren't scared. We were like Andrea all in. was scared. <laughs> I <Yeah>. was fine. <laughs> Katie and I were like dinosaurs. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, that was more yeah. Of our Actually, before we jump into the into the plot, I'm gonna I'm gonna <laughs> steal a moment since we're telling childhood stories. So there is a lot of Americans in, in the live studio audience and probably listening as well. So you won't remember this, but appreciate this from our perspective. So Nat. So here we're showing on screen these like very Canadian iconic hardcover dinosaur fact books available in French and English that were actually sold at the gas stations in Canada. You had to collect them all. And it looks like I was trying to figure out how many there were in total. This image is showing eight. So there's at least eight of of these. But my younger brother, who's about six ish years younger than me, five, five and a bit younger than me. It was desperate to collect all of them and absolutely wanted to be a paleontologist and still has all of these books today. And this was like foundational for him. But I just like, why don't, why don't gas stations sell books anymore? Like what a genius I, I idea. People, people don't I, go into gas stations anymore. They're just at the pump and they tap. I, I would go. go into the gas station to buy a book. I like, they also sold collectible cups. <laughs> Every year, like every single year, um, not every year, I shouldn't say that. Every oh, there was four- the Canadian Tire Cups. Yeah, there were the Canadian Tire Cups. Every four years, they had the Canadian Olympic, like actual glasses, yep. like real glass glasses that we would collect from the gas station as well. We weren't, we yeah. didn't have a ton of money, friends. Gas station. No, it was were- kind of like, <laughs> I mean, to hearken it to like a term, like, from before our time but it was basically like food stamp kind of stuff like where you get like little like bonus points and you can cash in your little tickets and get like these collectible cups and it was at a couple places gas stations canadian tire which is kind of like um a lowe's yeah it's like a department-y i guess it's not really a department store more of like a yeah you guys have lowe's in the state home improvement store we do yes yeah so it's kind of like that um yeah okay yeah, so that, another was, that was my fact. thing that i needed to look up so we can go back over here <laughs> you know you know why spielberg really ended up doing this movie because he used to work on the tv show er mm-hmm. he did which was written and the executive producer was michael creighton michael who's creighton. the author of the jurassic park books <laughs> yeah and he heard about this on set mm-hmm. from michael creighton and he's like we need to make this into a movie isn't that fun? Crazy. And there was Which a... Which like, Spielberg did ER? <laughs> yeah, I know. Wait. <laughs> Spielberg did everything. Spielberg, I know I know people, yeah. like, love love or hate Spielberg and they're like, oh, he's so, like, kind of cliched these days looking back. But 
man, I, just an incredible director. But it it was funny reading through some of the fun facts that you sent over and some of the ones I was finding on my own was that like, so you're right, like absolutely that happened. But then there was also a bidding war for the movie yeah. rights to this book because it was so, it was a popular book. Obviously it was like very- Which how infuriating must that have been for Spielberg when he was like, this is brilliant, let's do it. And then there's a bidding war that he might get outbid to do the movie. Yeah. He must have been pissed. So it could have almost been, right? So get ready for, yeah. get ready for these updates. It could have almost been Tim Burton, which- would have been a different movie. Friends. That would, have been would, have been, would have been a really different vibe. Or our friend James Cameron, which again, would have been a really different movie. And apparently James Cameron said that that had he pulled this out, like had he gotten the rights and was and would have been the director of this film, it, he would have made it Aliens, but with dinosaurs. <laughs> and I was like, I Obviously. would watch that. I, I would. I, would I don't think it would it. be. I don't think it would be as good. <laughs> but, Do you think yeah. there's gonna be dinosaurs in Avatar? <laughs> I don't know. I haven't. I have not. Off topic. Okay. Off topic. I. Uh, I am not an Avatar fan, so I have not watched the new the new Avatar. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, friends. <laughs> Caleb says the Tim Burton the Tim Burton version of this movie would have been wild. <laughs> it absolutely would have been. I feel like Tim Burton is the kind of director that should just remake movies like in his own style. It should be like, well, we now have Jurassic Park, yeah. so let's make Tim Burton's Jurassic Park, and everyone would pay to see it. Like it's same with Wes like, Anderson. Wes Anderson could be like Wes that. Anderson's Jurassic Park. <laughs> That would be, be hysterical. I would love to see Wes Anderson's Jurassic Park. Oh, oh my okay, gosh. So well, we should premise of the movie. Yeah, we should talk about okay. the movie for, for the like half a person that has not seen this. We shame you, half a person. But, <laughs> but here we go. So scene opens. Uh, a goat is being lifted into this giant mm-hmm. cement slash metal cage. There's an Australian guy. I, no, is he Australian? South African? I, I can't remember the I accent at the moment. But regardless, I'm judging he's you. screaming. <laughs> so the feeding goes wrong of whatever they're feeding. Mm-hmm. Um, and we hear terrible noises. A guy gets caught and he's being pulled in by some giant claws. And uh, he yells, shoot her! Which, that's my favorite line in the movie. Because we scream it when we're watching hockey. <laughs> That's your favorite line in the movie? That's incredible. Yeah, we use it when we're watching hockey. When we want them to score, we're like, shoot her. I love it. (laughs) About the players in the net, you know? (laughs) So so then it flashes to these two paleontologists on a dig, and their sight gets interrupted by this eccentric rich man who actually they find out is the man who funded their research project. Um, and he's like, I need to borrow you guys from your site. And they're like, we can't leave today. And he's like, I'll pay for your next three years of digs. And they're like, all right, let's go. They don't know where they're going. <laughs> they meet the delectable Jeff Goldblum hmm. slash scientist Ian on the plane. And uh, they're helicoptering to this tropical island. And they quickly <laughs> find out. <laughs> I'm like, distracted by Jeff Goldblum. <laughs> they they quickly find out that um these this this man this eccentric rich man and he has a team of scientists have figured out how to recreate dinosaurs through ancient dna that uh, from mosquitoes who are trapped in tree sap 
and they would extract amber. the DNA. <laughs> yeah. Yes, amber. Yeah. They would extract the DNA and make dinosaurs. Um, the a great scene. They're driving in these jeeps through these beautiful like hills. There's a volcano in the background. It's mm-hmm. just gorgeous, and um, the Ellie who is a paleontologist but focuses on plant life mm-hmm. historical plant life and she's looking at this leaf and she's like this is impossible these haven't been around for millennia and um her counterpart dr grant is like um and he turns her head to look the other like to look away from the leaf and it's now a meme that a lot of people are rediscovering but uh the look of the shock on their face when they see the dinosaurs walking and eating and it's beautiful just such a beautiful scene and then dr hammond famously says not quite his last words but they may as well have been he's like welcome to jurassic park Park. (laughs) and basically shortly thereafter uh everything goes wrong because of um because of of corporate espionage actually um newman (laughs) from seinfeld is being paid something like 50 million dollars to steal the embryos of all the dinosaurs they're making so and that goes terribly wrong it goes terribly wrong and i this is like one of my favorite facts that that i found was that so so there's like a line in the movie where where hammond who is the like picture walt disney but evil he's like the super evil i know some people think walt disney's evil but like even more evil walt disney that's hammond (laughs) who has created this park and he says like at one point that he is like spared no expense right he's like he's got just spoodles of money he's spared no expense but the one thing he did wrong was he was like except for except for this guy i just didn't pay him enough so he becomes the guy like he's like the one guy that's like it guy he's the it guy and they like yeah and they just like didn't offer him like anywhere near what he thinks he's worth but like that like out of all the like i quote unquote i spared no expense they're like except we just paid this guy terribly so he's like clearly going to screw us over but we're fine with that 50 million dollars we're we're fine with that but yeah it it was absolutely incredible and then i do also love that um supposedly the like iconic image from this movie of like a mosquito trapped in this like you know tree sap amber golden thing which is like you know everyone was like oh it's so cool like oh my gosh could this happen in real life like all the (laughs) all the debates that sparked from it and apparently the kind of mosquito that they used for like the prop for this movie is a kind of mosquito that does not suck blood (laughs) so like it's it's not an elephant mosquito yeah it's like not possible so big right (laughs) and it's like we think everything in the past was really Mm -hmm. big yeah it was a giant mosquito that didn't have dinosaur yeah. blood in it no <laughs> so none of this is possible but um but that's Super it fun. that's the reason why none of it's possible not all of the rest of the stuff <laughs> just that one fact just the one fact i love how spielberg at one point while filming he's they're creating the animatronics for the raptors and he's like i want them to be 10 feet tall mm. and people are paleontologists were like no they're not 10 feet tall and then as the movie's filming there was a dig where they found raptors that were over 10 feet tall and he's like Spielberg they're gonna like, be 10 feet tall <laughs> i told you i told you i, I find... do love so the author michael creighton he he did a lot of research a lot mm. when he wrote these books and he had said in the books and gave the explanation why that dinosaurs actually had feathers which dr grant continuously brings up at the beginning of the movie and everybody's like they're not birds what it's like a giant turkey and he's like yeah it is raptors are giant turkeys guys <laughs> 
but it's right. true though so which which of the dinosaurs and you probably are better at pronouncing all of their names than i am but which of the dinosaurs in the 15 minutes of dinosaur footage is are the scariest which is the scariest dinosaur the raptors they're too <laughs> smart like look at the beginning of the movie when grant is like oh my god there's uh brachiosaurus like triceratops whatever and and then um what's his name says hammond says like oh and we have a t-rex and he's like a t-rex amazing and he's all excited and not at all concerned about the t-rex but when later he says oh and there's raptors he's like we're all doomed like that's it this is going bad I I agree. I think that the raptors are like the scariest or are meant to be the scariest, but and I don't remember the name of it. Caleb and Doc and Paul will correct me because that's what live fact checking is all about. But the ones that have the creepy oh, that one, no. the creepy like yeah. frills around them and they th- I feel like it's like Diplosaurus. I said that totally wrong, but someone can laugh at me later. It's for the comedy. But they have they have <laughs> these kind of things and they spit and they make this like really creepy sound. Um, and for a while, uh, one of my first years of a university, I was living in dorm in the middle of nowhere, rural Saskatchewan, which is like (laughs) crazy. And next to us was an emu farm. And I kid you not, um, the sound of emus, (laughs) um, really sounds like dinosaurs from Jurassic Park. And for a very long time, although not having been afraid of the movie, was pretty afraid to sleep at night next to the emu farm because of the yeah. sounds. And I think it's I think they sound like that one specific dinosaur because they kind of make this yeah. like creepy sound as they're hiding in the woods and then they like come up and and then again, yeah. um, of all of the hilariousness of, of how, you know, quote unquote scary that one particular dinosaur is, that's not even like even actually a dinosaur because the frill and the spitting is not it was all just made up for to make it scarier like the 10 foot yeah oh oh caleb's got it all right so it's the dilf the dilf <laughs> i remember when we first watched this movie we we thought they were the cutest little things the compies oh yeah they are creepy name they're creepy but they are so cute they're like little lizards running around well i mean they are little lizards <gasps> running around oh no hang on where I are we go- i made us go away i'm sorry one sec <laughs> For the listeners, we People disappeared li- off of our live podcast. <laughs> We're here. I was trying <laughs> to make like, I hit a button. I was trying to make Caleb's comment bigger so that I could uh, read it better because I'm old. <laughs> it didn't work. Another out well scene I love in it. So one of the computer programmers <laughs> or coders at Jurassic Park is uh, Sam Jackson, <laughs> mm-hmm. and there's this one scene where he's trying to. So Newman, they, he's disappeared. They don't I love that, that we're calling him Newman. Yet. It just makes me happy. Do continue. I mean, we did then too. I mean, yeah. I don't think I ever registered in my little gray cells what his character's name was it was newman even when we were watching this so yeah thank you yeah. <laughs> so he's dead they don't know that they're trying to get into his computer to reboot the system because he shut off some electric gates which keep the dinosaurs away from the murdering people he shut it off so he can go and smuggle out some embryos yeah um thinking i'd be back in like 10 to 20 minutes no he wasn't he died um so so sam jackson's trying to figure out how to get into the system and if you watch it carefully his cigarette is different lengths throughout that whole scene (laughs) it's like because they keep cutting and every time you go back to it's completely different length or there's like a lot of ash on it or none it's like oh i love that that was so funny which sam jackson is like 
an angry computer coder is pretty awesome. <laughs> it's pretty amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so everything goes horribly wrong, as Nat said. And there are dinosaurs yes. everywhere and they're all out of their gates and you have these like paleontologists and kids uh that are, you know, along for the ride. And yep. Jeff Goldblum, who's just incredible in this entire he's movie. A um he's a scientist. <laughs> he's my favorite because Jeff I feel like God. Jeff Goldblum is my inner monologue, but he says things out loud. <laughs> and I just I yep. really um yeah, I really, I just, I, I just vibe with everything that he says. He's like snarky but likable, and I really enjoy him. Supposed to be kind of like icky, kind of. Yeah, he but wasn't he's for not. me. <laughs> he's not. Like he's, I don't know how Ellie like did not succumb to his charm because yeah. he kept hitting on her the whole time and yeah. kind of jokingly, just I guess to lighten the horrific mood. Yeah. <laughs> but but uh, so there's a scene like one of the most famous scenes. So they're waiting, there's the power gone out and there's these Jeeps on tracks and it's electric. Mm -hmm. And these Jeeps roll on this electric track through uh, the park as a tour. Jurassic Park. But the power got cut. (laughs) So it stops on the track and they're Mm -hmm. waiting there. They're sitting, there's two Jeeps, one at the kids and one with Dr. Grant and Ian. And they're kind of waiting to see what's going on. And then you hear the sort of like amongst the thunder and the pounding rain, you hear like a bit of a thump, like thump, thump. And you see this little plastic cup with water in it and you see these <laughs> ripples in it. It still gets my adrenaline pumping right away. I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> of course, it's the T Rex, which then attacks the kids in the car because, of course, they didn't because, listen to Dr. Yeah. Grant saying, because he had previously was talking about if you see a T-Rex, they're apparently blind. And if you don't move, they can't see you. <laughs> so the poor girl is freaking out because she hears something. She turns on a flashlight, which immediately gets the T-Rex's attention. And things go very south very quickly from there. Yeah. Um, but Jeff Goldblum, Dr. Ian, goes out. He takes a flare. He runs out um, to go and distract the dinosaur from the kids so Grant can go and save them. Which super fun. That wasn't in the script. Jeff Goldblum is like, no, Dr. Ian is a bit more of a hero than you're letting him off in the script. So we're <laughs> exactly. going to do it this way. And they're like, yeah, exactly. great. Yeah. He just owned it. <laughs> yeah. So later in the movie, so of course everything goes wrong. Ian gets tossed around by the T-Rex. Um, the, the kids, the Jeep, Dr. Grant all get tossed over the wall of the electric fence into basically the animal pen mm-hmm. of... Um, carnivorous dinosaurs and um yeah so we don't really know what happens to ian until later ellie comes and she finds him they rescue him and this is quite a bit later in the movie and he's sitting on the back of another jeep one that drives on its own (laughs) not on a track and he hears that thumping again and he gives this look of like oh no here we go again (laughs) but ellie and the like the guy with the accent from the beginning the animal wrangler like totally don't know that like the storm that's about to hit he's like you better start the jeep right now like we need to leave (laughs) oh one thing though in that scene the jeep is driving away and i know they had mentioned how fast the dinosaurs go at the beginning of the movie but i couldn't remember how fast the dinosaur ran because they did show how fast the jeep was going yeah because at one point like the jeep is driving away and it looks like the dinosaur is going to get them but then 
it just like sort of slows down and then turns off and goes somewhere else. I'm like, what? She just gave up. Like, I did love that we all learned like how to deal with dinosaurs and dinosaur facts from this movie, whether or not they were accurate. You're like, well, it's okay, guys, because yeah. if a T-Rex <laughs> ever gets reborn and we have these things again, that you know, we just gotta stand really still <laughs> and don't make a sound. <laughs> And it'll be fine because they can't see correctly. So it's going to be okay. And it was like, I, yeah, it's just, I don't know, the wonder of like bringing these creatures to life and really like inspiring an entire generation. And I mean, I'm beyond, I mean, there's, there are obviously a ton of sequels following this initial movie, but it's kind of cool to like be that powerful as a director that like he really like made a ton of kids just fall in love with dinosaurs which is just kind of inspiring to see i love paul paul has a, a great comment which i think is is fantastic as well he says that dr grant who was played by sam neill didn't like kids and spent most of the movie with kids yeah that was <laughs> and funny it, it was a great like and he's such a fantastic actor in that as well because yeah. it, it that would have been a really difficult role to play right he's he's there with these two like kid you know kid actors who are supposed to be like you know scared and terrified and don't worry they don't die but scared scared and terrified throughout the entire movie and he somehow ha- yeah he like has to be he has to be like inspired by the fact that there are dinosaurs because he's a paleontologist and also like trying to keep these kids safe and also he doesn't like kids so he's like slightly frustrated by the entire situation and he he comes across as like really like very likable there were there were a yeah. ton of act like every movie. I feel like we say this every time we do a review, but it was it's always amazing reading through the list of other actors that were like asked to be in these roles or who auditioned for these roles. And, you know, I, I just think it, you know, Sam Neill kind of came out of nowhere. He had done uh, movies before this, but nothing compared to the size and scope of this. And I mean, there, like Harrison Ford was up for this role. Like there were a bunch of like pretty iconic big name actors who could have done this. British? I feel like um, he wasn't. He's no. Was I he feel he's. I think he's New Ze- He's from New Zealand. It was either New Zealand or Australia oh, because no. they said that. They said that he. Yeah, he's from New Zealand. They uh, here, there we go. I was right. Yes. They they asked um they asked him to play an American accent and he played an American accent and they were like oh I don't I don't like that so then he went back to doing just his like New Zealand accent and they were like nah no good and so they're like can you do halfway between. So, so what you hear in this movie Can is you do a Canadian accent. Yeah, what you hear in this movie is a solid Canadian accent. It's just it's supposed to be like halfway not between really British and not really American. Yeah. In yeah, the so, middle, which I think I like. It's funny because it didn't. I, I don't didn't know. It didn't. Yeah, it wasn't. Yeah, it wasn't like distracting. I think he did a really nice job no. of it. Um, American Friends. Maybe you think that it, it was really noticeable. But um, but yeah, I think he did a really nice job with this. It was again just like a really brilliant cast. Obviously, like an incredible plot, and and mostly just in the suspense yeah. of it all. Like I I think really being able to build this world that like almost seems possible. Like it was crazy enough that a lot of science in it. You know, like a lot really of science be- in it. They had actual yeah. paleontologists on staff throughout the entire movie, so like they. They did their best. There were certainly some mistakes along the way, along the way, but they did they did their best to really be able to like to bring this movie to life in a way that felt as authentic as possible. Like I, certainly as kids, we were like, "Wow, this could be possible." And even like rewatching it as an adult, you're like, "Could be possible." Like it feels it feels believable. 
Yeah, <laughs> it feels stupid, are but it's dumb feels... enough to do this. Okay? Yeah. Like, especially with recent pop culture events. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah, no, we are definitely, it's possible. You're like, oh, yeah, mosquitoes could have absolutely been trapped in. in They'll figure it out. And, and, like, yeah, it, uh, and yeah, for sure, they would totally make it into a theme park and everything would totally go horribly wrong. And like, it just, I, yeah, it feels, I don't know, it feels very I love believable. also how the movie very early like immediately builds sort of these interpersonal relationships like yeah. we see Grant and Ellie are in a relationship and she really wants kids and he really hates kids and that's mm-hmm. like a thing they're working on and it's like yeah. we see um that Dr. Ian is like he seems like such a, a flake but he's not he's actually a brilliant scientist like he called it right at the beginning he's like this is gonna go bad he's the cynic yeah he's like nah yeah. bad call but, his, but he was right you know, mm-hmm. for for scientific reasons um with he his, the i with you have the idealist line, it always he's, finds a way yep you have i mean yeah. even even in hammond like you have someone who like sure fine like we make fun of him as being like a little bit crazy but he really is like eccentric. he he's eccentric right he's but he's got this like beautiful vision and like can't he's like so in it and so idealistic that he just can't see how it could possibly go wrong and then and then you have like everyone like, along the way that is just like there's all these points where it clearly yeah. is going to go wrong but he was so trusting in the entire concept of it that he had his grandkids his face, yeah. like come out as, like you know to do this initial kickoff and and like didn't even go with them which is like either like completely I mean, if crazy didn't screw up nobody would have been killed like that day yeah i know yeah you're like would it have still gone wrong yeah yeah, i think it i like i feel like it's still i feel like that premise still would have gone wrong at some point or another because like even even if it wasn't the people that screwed it up which it would it absolutely would always be the people that screwed it up but even if it wasn't like there would be like something would fail like there would be like you know a like a battery on a timer that like caused a gate to open or like well, it's like the rust so it's got all in super and, high tech, right yeah. and they so, but they have to reboot the system because the phone lines are down and the only way to do it is to reboot it but it's going to cause damage to the system anyways they decide to reboot it but to finish rebooting it's not just like turn it on and off again they have to go all the way across <laughs> the island to flip another switch or what i'm like who was on the planning committee for that (laughs) have you ever been on a planning committee nat (laughs) that's terrible that's how it goes is that Uh, you know it was that one person who always just likes to ask the dumb question because she likes the sound of her own voice or he or they whatever Yeah. yeah oh but really it's like so Sam Jackson convinces them to like reboot the system and they're like, we don't have a choice. We have to do it. It's our best option because we know everything's going wrong. The carnivores are in mixed with the herbivores now. Everything's going bad. Granted, the kids are missing. And then they're like, after they flip the switches, he's like, oh, by the way, we need to go all the way across the compound to flip more switches. So mm-hmm. like, it's like, good job. I have some like, more for you. Yeah. Oh, all the information. I wanted to say, I give a shout out to the actor D.B. Wong, who played uh, one of the geneticists at the An beginning of the An evil geneticist. 
I'm like, this was this was it. This was his origin story as an actor because he is the evil scientist in everything. Really I'm like, he seems like such a lovely person, but he's always the evil scientist. And I love he keeps coming back for most of these movies because yep. it's a big franchise. <laughs> but yeah, and uh, yeah, but yeah, good for him. Good for him. For rolling yeah. with the evil scientist vibe for the rest of his life. Oh, the poor man. Like somebody like cast him in a rom com or something, <laughs> just to cleanse his palate. It's like, it's like, did you know I used to work at Jurassic Park? <laughs> oh. oh, pick up lines from B level characters <laughs> in franchise movies. Yeah. I do love part of. So in in the original um, in the first T Rex attack, how. <laughs> Like how the lawyer immediately runs away because he's smarmy, obviously. He's a lawyer, which, yeah. you know, we're stereotyping, of course. But then we're when sorry, he... lawyer friends. <laughs> we're so sorry. <laughs> when Ian and Grant and the kids are all trying to escape from the T-Rex, it's like the T-Rex like accidentally notices the lawyer cowering on the shitter, <laughs> cowering in the bathroom, and then eats him. And it's like, Ah, uh, comic relief in a stressful uh, yeah. moment. Yeah, exactly. Why you're like, funny? you're like, that's fine. <laughs> like, as long as the main character okay. that's totally fine. Yeah, like, I yeah. know it's it's funny because obviously I like my memory is not good enough to to remember back exactly like what I thought would happen in any of those really suspenseful scenes. But I I feel like I feel like there's a level of reassurance, at least in a Spielberg movie that you're like, well, like he's going to probably in this kind of movie, kill off a few characters, but it's not really likely to be the main characters. Like he's not the kind never of director that never the dog, for sure. Yeah. So <laughs> it's, you know, so it's like, I, you know, there's, I feel like adding that level right from the very beginning of this kind of like comic relief, like you know, this guy's gone so that we can like see a dinosaur eat someone. It like made me feel a little bit better suspenseful wise later in the movie where like you know the t-rex the is like pushing vehicles closer to like the edge of cliffs or like you know cra crazy things are happening it's the I yeah i do also love and i i noticed this when i was re-watching it that after the whole stressful thing like the the kids are finally saved and grant gets them up in a tree to sleep at night which was also a really great scene in the book if you read the michael Crichton book like phenomenal book by the way um and i also love that scene too but when they wake up it's like you know daybreak and they see all the herbivores sort of walking around and eating and being all gentle and you could see there's still like that awe of the beauty of it that the kids have in their faces and it yeah. kind of gives a lot of relief to that moment too yeah which i thought was really well done that was good timing he's good at placing his scenes he is and supposedly pretty hard for for the actors because this movie is like a really again it's kind of at, at the forefront of the introduction of cgi and and trying to you know blend that into movies so you have like all like the t-rex and the stegosaurus and a couple of the other dinosaurs that they interact with are all like robots yeah. basically like elaborate animatronics but the but a lot of those like dinosaur scenes of like the herbivores or like when they're in the background that's all cgi and so yeah. the actors like this would have been a really difficult really difficult for the actors to play and i think they had a really hard time yeah. with doing it because they had to go back and forth between interacting with like actual physical things in front of them 
versus like stare at this green screen in awe of the dinosaurs. <laughs> they were like, okay, but I don't see any dinosaurs. It would have been like really yeah. tricky to, to like, Especially now it's, it was, yeah, now I mean like, now it's more normal to <laughs> normal, I guess, quote unquote, to think through that. Yeah, but at the time it would have been, it would have been like really difficult to kind of get into that mindset. You know, this was, yeah. this was a really kind of new concept for everyone to do. So um, I think they did it really well to mix that they together. They did. They really, really did. Um, apparently at the end of, like at the wrap of filming, uh, Spielberg gifted the main cast a, a raptor each. <laughs> so they got to take home a raptor. It's incredible. Which I'm like, that would be pretty cool. Could you imagine? Yes. <laughs> I would totally yeah. put a raptor in my house, hundred percent. How high are my ceilings? Yeah, I, I know. Yeah, they're ten feet. I, yeah, my old house wouldn't have been able to handle it, but this house can. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, it would be amazing. Um, oh my! Gosh. I thought that was really sweet too, because I mean, like that's out of his budget, and apparently the T Rex from this movie in 1993 is the same T Rex throughout the whole series. Yeah, um, you can tell they, by the they scar. still use the original <laughs> M- animatronics. So, yeah, which is hilarious because it gave them like a ton of trouble. Like it was constantly breaking down, and there was like issues with all kinds of things. And you can't um, and change the look now. <laughs> exactly, and it, so this takes us back to um, at least to Romeo and Juliet. And I feel like there was another movie as well. But th- so this movie was filmed in Hawaii, and there was a huge hurricane because obviously. So there are a number of scenes in this movie that are like actually a hurricane hitting. And then they, they had to, um, they had to evacuate. So they actually had to leave and they finished filming at universal. So they were like, uh, all done. We're going to get out of here. So it's, it, it's interesting how many movies that like you wouldn't think of were affected by like just horrible, like weather or like natural, natural disasters, I guess. And you know, and how that affects the movie. Like there are a number of these scenes where it, like it feels like really realistic because it's really realistic of this like, you know, just crazy storms. I love the into them. scene with the storm where Dr. Ian and Ellie are and the Wrangler are like driving away, like running away from the T Rex. And when they realize they're a safe distance and can take a breath, and Ian's like, Well, this would be quite a ride. <laughs> like, but it is <laughs> at Universal. <laughs> it's i mean it just worked out really well and i wonder i wonder if they had the the thought at least in the back of their mind like yeah this is how this is gonna go like this is gonna be a huge disney attraction still to this day like it's like i wonder if they thought of the legacy of it while they were doing it yeah it must have been spectacular so it's interesting because it um it was absolutely the highest grossing movie ever at the time. It's still like yeah. very, very high up there. It had a budget of $63 million and it grossed uh, $913 million at the box office. And after wow. the re-release became the first film to top $1 billion and the first to top $500 million at the international box office. So this was like no small movie. And at the time, the, um, the only movie that took it out what came a few years later and was Titanic in 1997 um, but then obviously then they re-released Jurassic Park and then they added you know all of the sequels and are still making you know sequels yeah, and versions franchise. of Jurassic Park so it's yeah. uh, it's pretty it's pretty incredible and yeah I mean like there were so again there were so many 
things that came out of this as well like for being like a, a fairly scary movie like this was definitely marketed as a like like family movie or marketed towards kind of like the yeah. tween teen crowd because there were like certainly dinosaur everything and there was you know Perfect. there were rides and video games and you know all books like we had in the game to the on, um, books, on sega yeah right we yeah we... i still have this i have katie's old sega genesis with all of the old games and this was one that we loved yeah my favorite still adam's family <laughs> of yeah, the sega was... genesis games <laughs> I'm gonna have to dust her off. <laughs> yeah, Adam's family was really solid. That was a solid one. But yeah, no, I, I really, um, I just, I think it's a really, absolutely iconic movie. It holds up, like it, it. Given there's that, nothing about the movie that I found aged, other than at one point I was like, oh my god, when the kids were in the other jeep, I'm like, I wish they had cell phones so Grant could just call them and be like, don't move. But I'm like, would there be reception there? doesn't yeah. look like a place that has really good cell reception that's true that's true yeah no it didn't i didn't even i didn't even think about cell phones but i was just like it did. yeah it it really like it holds up all the way through yeah. um and it it still is like every bit as suspense maybe not as scary rewatching it but certainly like holds that yeah. level of suspense it has like all of those like jump scare moments that just can't you just like are swept up in if you're if you're if you're swept up in the movie and you can't not be like there's a there's a magic to it and it it is really impressive like I guess it just speaks to the the quality of the filmmaking that even though it was like still really early days for CGI and animatronics like it doesn't look like campy and cheesy compared to how like it absolutely could have <laughs> like there's and like yeah. and Spielberg I think is just really phenomenal at that like that speaks to just him as a director because I think almost all of his movies like even you know Jaws still holds up like I there you know Goonies. he has yeah Goonies yeah did you see so there was the fun fact I, I, I don't know if I can't remember if it was in the article you sent me or if it was one I read on my yeah. own but um yeah you, you know this one so the the comparison between the the Goonies costuming and the and um and the costumes in Jurassic Park, I just thought was really fun. So Chonk in The Goonies, which is a Spielberg movie, mm -hmm. and Newman in this movie had the same costume person. So yeah. their outfits mirror each other and are very similar. Yeah. <laughs> and I thought that was so cute. I was that like, was oh. amazing. So Chonk is really nice and he would never have done <laughs> corporate espionage. <laughs> He never would have. Yeah, he never would have. Another fun thing that I saw was um, the girl that played Lex, mm -hmm. um, Ariana Richards, I think her name is. Mm -hmm. And she she got hired based on her scream. She had such a good scream that they're like, you got the job. I mean, I thought that, was that was like basically the role. It's not like there was a ton of other. I mean, certainly she's got dialogue throughout the movie, but I think in general, like. It's, yeah, I mean, know. she was very good. The kids were fantastic. The kids were fantastic in it. There's again, like, there's a, a, I don't know. Yeah, they they did like a really great in like capturing the the magic and the innocence of it, as well as like obviously 
being great conduits for for how scary and suspenseful it was but yeah they yeah. they did a really nice job with it I, it was a really fun movie from start yeah. to finish i mean we keep saying the word scary but like it yeah. it's not a horror movie guys it's, like, movie. it's, it's about dinosaurs um <laughs> which i mean would be scary i would not want to see a t-rex walk by while i'm sipping my morning coffee um it wouldn't go well for me <laughs> But yeah, it's not actually a scary movie. I mean, it was enough that like Katie's dad took us to see it. (laughs) I think that he probably had a moment where he's like, "Mm, this was probably not a great idea. (laughs) Yeah. Sometimes I question that because my, so my, my younger brother, his first movie that he ever saw in the theater was Home Alone. Um, And Home Alone came out in 1990. Right. And he was born in 88. So he was like legit like two at Home Alone, which feels like a weird choice. (laughs) <laughs> and he loves that movie I mean, he still loves it so yeah. like i maybe it's fine but yeah every now and then i'm kind of like huh there are like lots of things and rewatching goonies so i i let the kids um yeah. start watching goonies and i got about like 10 minutes into it i was like oh yeah i really just didn't remember any of this stuff, any of this stuff maybe we'll watch this at another time so i mean yeah. but it was it is a kids movie and yeah there are some adult themes and i have to say rewatching goonies my brother ruined it for me with one-eyed Willie. Because one-eyed <laughs> Willie is the pirate that tried yeah. to track down his treasure because they found one-eyed Willie. And my brother couldn't watch the whole movie through because he kept laughing that I love this movie about one-eyed Willie. And I'm like, shut up, Andrew. It's not even that. It Like, the first, like, ten minutes of the Goonies, we'll cover the Goonies, so this is inappropriate to be talking about, but the first ten minutes of the, of the Goonies has, like, a ton of, like, they're talking about, like, drugs and there's like a bunch of sexual innuendos and there's like it's like there wasn't this too (laughs) yeah yeah that's true i feel like they were less old bloom being all cut up from the t-rex have to like not just sit in a chair but lounge on a table with his shirt (laughs) he did only the bottom button open i mean he did but (laughs) like talk about hypersexualizing the movie at an yeah. Like for no reason other than it was Jeff Goldblum. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness! I am loving watching everyone in the in the I comments think, talking about. I had like, seen somebody mentioned uh, when they said instead of saying animatronics, I think it was a lawyer said yeah. autoerotic. <laughs> yep, autoerotic. Like, again, sneaking in adult jokes in a kids movie. It's, yeah, it's a thing. Yep, absolutely. <laughs> Oh my goodness. All right. Well, we're almost at the end of the episode. So everyone in the live chat needs to drop in how many potatoes they think this movie is. And if it's less than five, you are all monsters. So I, you're you know, wrong. choose wisely. <laughs> you're wrong. You are wrong. wrong. Everybody can have their own potato. Everyone can have their own level of potato feelings. But again, less than five and you're not allowed to listen to this podcast anymore because you, you've made bad decisions. <laughs> Oh my goodness. And yeah, and if you are um if you are listening or watching later, uh definitely send us an email. You can email us at the VHS Club Pod at gmail.com or you can swing over to YouTube and watch through the video and leave us a comment and let us know what you loved about this movie or whether or not it's your favorite movie or what your potato rating is for this one. And we have our fancy new list. So definitely drop all of those reviews in five all five all day <laughs> from Doc. <laughs> Five from Paul. Um, I didn't even ask Nat beforehand, so I just I, well, you know, it's, it's, five. Just, it's obviously five. Five potatoes. Count them up here. Chris, Christian Slater would definitely. <laughs> I, 
you know it's so funny it's like i i feel sometimes there was like i i feel like everyone has this member of their family but my my cousin used to make he had like a you know handhold hand handheld video camera like a fancy expensive one and we were all in awe of him and he would make all these like amazing movies mostly remakes in his mind of bruce lee movies and i'm like you know i feel like christian slater should just do like his own version of all of these movies and it would be an amazing show that i would watch like christian slater does jurassic park christian slater does romeo and juliet he could just be in all of these movies just even by himself, it would be fine. I would watch all of it. Yeah, plays all watch, the characters. I would just watch him play all of the characters. But but so he Doc was sorry. Doc was saying that uh, the Jeff Goldblum nearly shirtless scene was for the moms. I'm like, yeah. Doc, it was it was it was for everybody. Doc, still, still for the I'm moms. like, you ask any any woman born and man, say like 35 <laughs> and older. Yeah. And they'd be like, yeah, Jeff Goldblum's hot. I remember having this conversation with um, some younger uh, colleagues. And they're like, I don't understand. Like, why do people think Jeff Goldblum's hot? And I was like, have you not seen Jurassic Park? And they're like, no. <laughs> like, they were born after it came out. I'm like, go watch Jurassic Park. You'll do, you'll get it. Like, I just, I feel like. Like, does everybody think he's hot? Yes. 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 Jeff Goldblum would save you from the dinosaurs. That's like his role in life. <laughs> to save and then give you a quippy, sarcastic comment. <laughs> yeah. See, Jeff Gold Jeff Goldblum never would have let it happen. So, like, if he was there, like, when things were being decided about Jurassic Park, he would have been like, "No, we're not gonna do that." <laughs> and everything would been, <laughs> everything would have been fine. Everything would have just been amazing. I'm laughing because. Paul is sad that there are only three likes on our video, which just makes us all sad. We're not going to keep doing this podcast if there's only three likes, but Doc said that it, obviously our raptor ate them. So that makes sense. That's that's what, that's what I love that Caleb said it was a gift before they even knew it was, it was one that yes, they needed. Yes, Jeff Goldblum <laughs> is a gift for us all. I know. <laughs> maybe I know, maybe like, just go back and watch old movies guys you'll know <laughs> i know maybe we we need like uh we'll expand the podcast we'll have like our christian tater rating system but we could have like a what does jeff goldblum think of this movie section or we could just make up what we think jeff goldblum thinks i feel like he would have like snarky sarcastic feelings for all of these movies where he could just be like I don't know something fun. We can, we can have. He really did. He really did carry the Jurassic Park franchise through. I think. Uh, yeah. I think it is. I have to say, was it the second or the third one where there's a scene with um, an RV hanging off a cliff or something? I can't remember. Maybe that's what I was thinking of with the RV. Was there, there was a there was a car on the edge of the cliff for this first one, wasn't there? Or no. Yes, there was. Oh, okay, good. I watched them back to back. Like a whole time. actual camper van. Like, mm, yeah. Um, I remember it, but I don't remember what. And I remember thinking, I'm like, if Jeff Goldblum wasn't in this movie, it would not be watchable. Yeah. And but then I read the books, and again, the book was so good. I think it was the second one. And it was such an amazing book. But then they kind of leaned in for the third movie. I think that's where the dinosaur gets to L.A. Um, mm. And they lean into the camp a little more for that, which is good. Yeah. The dog makes it, guys. The dog, the dog makes it. There's no bad one. You can fight me on it. <laughs> All no. the Jurassic Park and movies. And that's it. When they rebooted the franchise a few years back, I was like, eh, okay. And then, of course, I'm like, okay, well, we're going to go see it. 3D IMAX, surround sound, opening <laughs> night. 
just because. Like, even if it's bad, there's dinosaurs, right? Yeah. And it was great. <laughs> it was great. It holds up. I mean, it didn't have enough Jeff Goldblum for me, but, you know, it did. No well. Jeff Goldblum, Katie. That was my one big complaint about the first yeah, one. I was yeah. like, tisk. <laughs> Life finds a way. Oh, my goodness. Yes, well, I, you know. Now I need to go and watch all of the other ones because there's I I think I'm I think I'm one behind. I don't think I've seen the newest one. Same. So same. Might, might have to be a live watching party, but yeah. Is there do people have a favorite? I mean, I feel like the first should be everyone's favorite, but the some of the other yeah. ones hold up pretty strong. Like Lost World was a pretty good. Yeah, the reboot was good. And I found what they did smartly was they they hearkened, put a lot of like Easter eggs for fans to the original. Mm-hmm. It's like one of the coders was wearing an original merchandise mm-hmm. Jurassic Park shirt. Um, and they had like lots of little things like that. Uh, they had Jimmy Buffett with two margaritas. It, it was good. It was really well done. Um, this one's still my favorite this one's still the best i I think this one is still my favorite and then two which i think is the lot the lost world i think is yeah caleb says i like them in this order i would agree with the exception of i think the reboots are better than the third but i need to go back and rewatch the third to to make that statement (laughs) accurately yeah i'd have to rewatch again i think it's the second one that threw me because this one was so good and it, it like each character had an important like you you cared about the characters the characters were all important to you right off the bat again great interpersonal you know relationships given to us at the beginning of this movie mm-hmm. and then in the second one it was a little more like raw dinosaurs action movie and i was like <laughs> oh right and we'll throw in like a little heartwarming story about the kid that jeff goldblum never knew he had <laughs> I love it. Like no point are any of us like it. It's like, but why? But why are there still dinosaurs? <laughs> like, it's just like I love even in the like. I, I did think that, but then I was like, but there's motherfucking dinosaurs. So who yeah. cares? <laughs> in the I did like in the reboot where they're just like, this feels like a bad idea, and all of us were just like, this is a bad idea. That like we've been here, and this is still a bad idea. <laughs> this is not a good idea. But it. Is it at the end of this movie, this was in one of the fun facts, there's um, there's mud on the Jeep because it oh, got caught yeah. under a man, like mudslide, and you see as they're like flying away or about to run to the helicopter, you see the Jeep and the logo for Jurassic Park says, um, your ass, ass park. Yeah. Your ass park. Your ass park. <laughs> yeah, which I thought was really funny, like to Solid. be like, yeah, like this was a dumb idea, a dumbass idea. <laughs> <laughs> and it's I like when movie makers put stuff like that in, you know, like, like so they're in on fun, the joke. So many fun Easter <laughs> eggs. Well, there you have it. Jurassic Park, yeah. amazing movie, dumbass idea. No one actually do this in real <laughs> life, but definitely watch all of these movies all the way through. Yes. And hang out with us next week and every week after. We are here Thursday nights, 9 p.m. Eastern on YouTube if you want to catch the live studio recording and get your get your thoughts and feedback in front of us as we are recording. Um, Or you can watch anytime you want on YouTube and you can listen wherever you get your favorite podcasts. We're on all of them. You can leave a review. You can interact with our new movie list and let us know what movies you like. Natalie has like, I think it was like 142 movies on that list so far. 
Um, so we're not making 48 plus oh, 48. I added, <laughs> I added one yesterday, guys. We're at 157 <laughs> at this. No, just kidding. <laughs> uh, and Paul tells us that they're like some preposterous amount was like 15,000 or Over something 15, movies 000, yeah. um, that were made in the 90s. So we have a, we just this podcast goes on for forever. We'll just keep <laughs> hanging up and doing movies. As Paul said, another one in the can. We're sorry to everyone who was like, what the heck? Where was Independence Day? We will watch Independence <laughs> Day. Um, we're still in summer blockbuster kick. So what do you what do you think in that? You're the one with the schedule. Do you have thoughts for next week or do we need to hold off and, and defer? I think we'll we'll defer unless somebody has like, you know, has an opinion. Email somebody, us. I just watched Wayne's World. Just saying. <laughs> we could do that. I do love. Was Wayne's World SNL or SCTV? It was SNL, I believe. SNL. I had not seen it. For me. I what? thought I had seen it and I had not. It was like Maybe true lies not. all over again. This is an adventure. I've been lying to people for years. I'm like Wayne's World. I've seen it and, and I had not seen it. <laughs> is, and I also want to shout out to Doc. Thanks for helping us with the list um, and figuring out how all of that stuff works. I know it wasn't mm-hmm. easy. And I'm like, mm-hmm. I'm watching the movie, guys. Thanks for all the work you're doing. <laughs> Yeah. But yeah, thank you. And yes, Doc confirmed it was SNL. Oh, it was SNL. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe Wayne's World, maybe something else. If people make suggest, we'll go through the list. We'll review yeah. our list. It needs to be, Nat- Nat's on a-, a kick. It needs to be a summer blockbuster. So yeah. we'll have to check. So maybe Wayne's World doesn't qualify. We'll have to, we'll have to see. We might be close enough. We could still do Independence Day a week off because we're Canadian. <laughs> Who knows? Who knows what's possible? Anything's possible. Um, yeah. We'll figure it out. Yeah. Wayne's World party time party on (laughs) oh well thanks for hanging out (laughs) we'll see you next time